Thank you for joining us for episode 414 of Live Happy Now. We've been talking about Finland being the world's happiest country for several years, but this week we're getting an insider's view on why it's so happy. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and this week I am sitting down with Heli Mende of Visit Finland. She talks about how the country is embracing being named the happiest country in the world for six years in a row. That designation has inspired them to offer a happiness masterclass and also has helped Finns realize and appreciate some of the things they had taken for granted. Heli talks to us about happiness Finland style, including the value of connecting with nature and, importantly, the role that saunas play in the country's overall well-being. Let's have a listen. Heli, thank you for joining me on Live Happy Now. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you because we at Live Happy have been talking about Finland for years, <laughs> and just honestly from the beginning of our existence. And so it's so wonderful to be able to talk to someone about happiness and Finland. Why don't you start by telling us what your position is? Yes, of course. So I'm working for Visit Finland, which is the National Tourist Board of Finland, and I'm based in New York City. So my responsibility is to promote Finland here in North America. Well, I think the happiest country in the world makes it a lot easier. <laughs> to it certainly, it. Yeah, it certainly has been helping my job. So every <laughs> year we have been waiting to see the ranking. And now for six years, we have been the happiest country in the world. So it is quite amazing, I have to say. You know, it's so interesting because at Live Happy, when we talk about happiness, we're not talking about that euphoric, jump up and down kind of happiness. We're talking about overall well-being and a content lifestyle. Would you say that that's what you have in Finland or how do you define happiness in Finland? I would definitely, and I think all my fellow citizens agree with me when I say this is the happiness for us is about being content with your lives. So contentment about your everyday life, about the fundamentals in your own country, about the importance of nature, uh, how we uh, how we see that as part of our happiness. Those things are, we're quite down to earth people in Finland. Yeah. And all the Nordic countries do well. Is there a similarity in how you live and how you think that is making those countries all rank so high every year? Yes, there definitely are lots of similarities between the Nordic countries and our societies are very similar as well. We have the similar basic fundamentals in place in, in the universal healthcare, good education systems, free for everybody, low corruption rates and very low numbers of homelessness, for example. So those things are very similar in all the Nordic countries. And of course, Finland has been ranking best in all those indexes now for the past years. Is there a rivalry between the countries? Like, do you go to Sweden and say, hey, look, we beat you again? Or how does that work? <laughs> I don't think we really rival about the happy happiness. <laughs> I think the rivalry with Sweden is about ice hockey. <laughs> That's where it gets quite, uh, quite intense. Yeah, it's probably best to keep it that way, I guess. Yeah. You don't want to fight over happiness. <laughs> no. So with the countries being so similar, what is it that you think makes Finland keep coming out on top every year? That is a really good question. And I think we Finns are kind of baffled even about this <laughs> title, uh, especially during the first couple of years. We're like, what? Seriously? I mean, if we are the happiest, how bad are the other guys doing? Can, be, can this be true? <laughs> now, I think after six years, we have sort of um, learned to believe the results, uh, but we're still kind of trying to contemplate why and what makes us the happiest country in the world. The report is ranking the countries based on certain indexes where, like said earlier, Finland 
and it's doing really well in all those indexes. So we just happen to be the the best in those. And then they also based the the ranking on interviews of uh, the citizens of each of the countries. And seems like also Finnish people are really, really content what they have in our country. So yeah, I can't really tell you any one specific thing. Maybe there are a couple of things that could make the difference. First of all, we have this really, really close relationship with nature, which I know that also are the Nordic fellow citizens share. But for us Finns, it is such a big part of our lifestyle that is so rooted in our thinking. And that might be something that we are even more extreme in Finland than in other Nordic countries. I'm not sure. And then we, of course, have the Finnish sauna. Oh, the saunas. How big a role does that play in happiness, do you think? I think it's something that we really take for granted. Like all of these elements of the Finnish happiness or the indexes that we are ranked by, we take them for granted. So I think during these years when we've been selected as the the number one, we have been having to start to think, okay, what is the meaning of these? And are these things something that we actually can't take for granted and some other people in the world don't have? So it's actually good that we have to think about these things. But sauna is one of those things that we definitely take for granted. And it is a big part of our lifestyle still, even though it dates back thousands of years ago, because our forefathers actually invented the saunas just by for practical reasons. They started to build these earth pits that they heated. And those were the warm places to wash themselves in the uh, cold winter year months, because it was very, very cold, of course, and it still is cold in the wintertime. And then evolved into these small huts, first ones where, you know, the saunas without any chimneys, they were called smoke saunas. And then came the next version with the chimney, wood heated stoves, and then the electrical. So we have all those still available in Finland. And in a country of five and a half million people, we have about three million saunas, which is more than passenger cars. So yes, I would say that it plays a really big part of our life. Oh, that's interesting. So how is a sauna used now in Finland? It's used like it has always been used. I'm based in New York City, but I also have an apartment in Helsinki where I usually spend my summers and I have a small sauna in my apartment. So basically everybody has a sauna in their apartment, in their house or in their summer house or or both. Hotels all have saunas and now we have hotel rooms also with saunas. So there are many ways. And then there are these big saunas for social gatherings. So you can have it as take a sauna as sort of part of your social life, go for a sauna with people you know, or with people you don't know in these public saunas, or you can have your own private sauna, relaxing sauna experience. For me, sauna is part of my relaxation routine and part of recharging myself. And I love having my own private sauna moment. I feel that it helps me relieve the stress. Well, and also it's one of those things you can't really be doing a lot of other things at the same time. So it plays into all these other things that lead to contentment, which is, you know, slowing your mind down, having some time to decompress and exhale and just really taking time for yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's very, very much so. So one of the big reasons I'm talking to you today is after being named happiest country for the sixth year in a row, Finland came up with a fantastic campaign. And that is that you're going to offer a happiness masterclass. I wanted to know how this idea came about and did you have it in the works before being named the happiest country again? Or what's the backstory on on doing this? 
actually before the pandemic, we were thinking about doing something similar, not exactly with this concept, but then ha- pandemic came. And then obviously it was something that we wanted to postpone and see when the world is in a better place again. And now we thought that this is the time. And then we we were, you know, nominated again as the happiest country in the world. So the timing was actually really good. But it has not been easy for anybody, I think, during the past years because of the pandemic and many other things going on in the world. So we thought that maybe this could help some people to think about their own happiness or the contentment of their lives. So maybe there is something that they could maybe find useful of the way we Finns think about things and the way we live. And that's why we wanted to showcase this Finnish way of happiness to the world. So okay. we have received thousands and thousands of applications. We're actually quite surprised and thankful of the big number of applications and interest that people have been showing. So seems like there was a need for this kind of campaign <laughs> as well. And right now, our team in Helsinki, they are going through all the applications coming from all over the world and evaluating. And then they have this really, really difficult task of selecting 10 persons that will participate the masterclass. It will how not do be you, easy. Let me ask you, how do you go from thousands of entrants to get it down to 10? I mean, what are some of the things that they'll be looking for to see who's going to be ideal for this masterclass? Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I wouldn't want not, their job, I'll just say. <laughs> neither do I. I'm not part of that team that is choosing, but the idea was there that we're expecting everyone who seriously wants to come to Finland also participate in, in a challenge that was also described in the criteria of this selection. And then the idea is that the just the most interesting and insightful application videos will probably stand out best and then we will make the selection from those persons who have sent the most insightful videos to us. And then they're going to go to Finland in what month? In June. In, in June. June. Yeah. And so talk to me about what is the masterclass is going to be like because you've got like four different themes that you're working with and you have I think eight different coaches. Can you just talk about what these people are going to experience and learn? The teams that you mentioned, the four different teams and nature and fitness lifestyle, then health and balance, uh, food and well-being and design in everyday life. So there will be sessions with those coaches going and discussing those themes, but not only just discussing, actually experiencing. And because the location where this masterclass is taking place is in the most beautiful area of Finnish Lakeland uh, near Lake Saima, which is the one of the biggest lakes in Europe, they will have all the opportunities to test and dry these nature activities that we have available. And also, of course, the Finnish sauna. With the coaches, do they also go through some sort of uh, selection process? I mean, did you have a lot of people that signed up that said, oh, my gosh, we want to be part of this and we want to coach? Yeah, well, Finland is a small country. So, of course, we know all the, well, not maybe all of them, but we know well uh, people who we think that could be the most potential coaches for this type of masterclass environment. But I think there will be some selection process involved with this one as well. And the idea is to find inspiring individuals who have a good understanding of working with international participants and then also showcasing how and what we do in Finland 
to support the content lifestyle that creates the happiness. So what does it tell you that you got thousands of responses? Like one, were you expecting that kind of a response, that big of a response? And then what did it tell you that so many people want to participate? I think this topic resonates with a lot of people because uh, we did expect that would get sufficient amount of applications. But of course, this number that we have now been seeing is overwhelming us. And in a positive way, we are very thankful about all these applications. But I think this topic resonates. I mean, we are have all been through some tough times and the world is quite a stressful place nowadays. So mm-hmm. trying to find the ways how to sort of find your own calmness in midst of all this going on, I think people are really interested in these things. I would agree with you on that. And do you think having the masterclass in Finland, you had already mentioned that because Finland is being named the happiest country in the world multiple times, that people in Finland are starting to think, oh, maybe we've taken things for granted. Do you think that having the masterclass there will further make people in Finland go, okay, maybe I need to think more about What makes me happy? Do you think it'll help build even more happiness in the country? I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) You're going to find out. So now you were also talking about doing an online version of the class. Mm -hmm. Do you know yet how that would go? I think it will be around the same themes. And probably I would guess that we would be then working together with the same coaches that will be working with the participants on this June masterclass. But like I said, that's also under planning right now. But the idea is that we would be launching that online version of this masterclass in the fall after the summer. That's really amazing. From living in Finland and also living in the U.S., What do you think the greatest thing that Finland has to teach the rest of the world about happiness is? First of all, I think we are very, like earlier, I think I mentioned, we are very down-to-earth people and we are maybe not in front of things that are too complicated. Sometimes, especially here in New York City, I observe things that I feel that could be done in a much more simple way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's one one very practical thing, very practical difference. And that sometimes frustrates me. It doesn't make me happy when things are too complicated. <laughs> so I feel that maybe we Finns have found in some ways, at least, the way to do things in a little bit more simple less complicated way. And of course, I'm just talking in a general level. So there are many details, but some things, yeah, I think we have that. And then another thing is that we have this very, very close connection with the nature, like I mentioned earlier. It is not something that I have observed anywhere else. It is so rooted in our lifestyle And it is such a big part of our happiness. Like people talk about forest bathing. And for us, it's just very normal part of our life. We go and take a walk in the forest daily because we know that it's good for our blood pressure. and It's good for our stress. We don't make too much fuss about it. It's just part of the lifestyle that we have. That's interesting. So most of Finland is is very nature-based, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, over 70% of our country is covered with forest. And then we have 188,000 lakes. So there is a lot of water. Plus, we have one of the largest archipelagos in the world with 70,000 islands on our coastal archipelago. And then in the north, we have the Arctic nature in Lapland in the northern part of the country. So we have a huge variety of different type of natural series 
41 national parks, but on top of 41 national parks, which are all free to use, we also have the everyman's right, which means freedom to roam, which means that you can go walking, hiking, foraging berries or fishing with a rod, any land, even privately owned lands. And you don't need a permission for that. You can even camp on privately owned lands as long as you obey with the rules, not, you know, having open fire or not going too close to private homes. Mm -hmm. So you can access the nature anywhere and everywhere in Finland. It also gets quite cold there. So how do you work in your nature even when it's really cold? Because, you know, I know, okay, I'm in the South. Yeah. In the U.S. And when it gets cold, we all go inside and we don't leave our houses. <laughs> yeah. So you get much colder in Finland. So how do you work in nature as part of your daily routine when it is that cold? We have this saying in Finland that there is no bad weather, just bad clothing. <laughs> so the weather is not an issue. I observe the same here in New York, that when the weather is bad, nobody's moving anywhere. I'm like, why? I mean, what's going on? You just put on the weatherproof clothes and then you go on about your life and good practical shoes. Of course, we don't always look the sexiest when we have yeah. these big jackets and, <laughs> and the weatherproof shoes, but it keeps us warm and it allows us, you know, continue our lives, even if the weather is not so, so nice. We don't really, because we're so used to having the four seasons. And so mm -hmm. weather has is what it is. So we don't really spend too much time on, on, you know, thinking about the weather because we can't change it. It's one of those things that you can't change. And if you just continue thinking about things that you can't change, then you might be really unhappy as well. Exactly. Yeah. That'll be frustrating. So do you feel like your country is really proud of being named happiest country in the world? Has that helped elevate your self-esteem as a country or or what has it done? throughout the nation? Uh, I think now, finally, after the sixth year, or maybe even already <laughs> during the pandemic, when we got the ranking as well, the Finnish people were starting to see and think that, yeah, there must be something, something great about our country as we are getting this ranking. Like I said, we are very humble people. We don't really make much fuss about it. Maybe it yeah. just has caused us to think a little bit more about these things that, okay, maybe we shouldn't take everything so for granted. But mm, yeah, like I said, we're very down to earth. Yeah. Does it amuse the country that reporters and newspapers are asking, calling people like yourselves? And I saw the New York Times had just done a big story where they interviewed like six different people and yeah. they're trying to figure out like, why are you so happy? Like, what What is that like from your standpoint? I've been doing quite Actually, also quite many interviews now since we got the ranking and since we launched the Masterclass uh, campaign. I enjoy talking about my country and sharing this. And actually, I am also myself kind of learning to think about this in a different way. Because when I get questions that I never thought myself, again, things that I have taken for granted, I've also started to appreciate much more my country understanding, oh, okay, we have some things that are not just, you know, everyday life for other people. That's great. So at the end of this masterclass that people come and participate in, what do you hope they walk away with? What do you hope happens as a result of them being in Finland and experiencing that? Yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting question as well, because of course, we are all very different people and happiness means also different things to everybody. I mean, for us Finns, spending time in the nature, 
is a big source of happiness, but it might not be the case for some other person. Although I think that people who don't feel that would probably not apply to the uh, masterclass and would not come to Finland. So I think the most of the people who have applied and those who will be selected would be people who would be appreciating that kind of lifestyle. But I hope that they maybe have found some additional skills how to cope with the everyday life, how to cope with the stress, and hopefully also find their own way, depending on, of course, where they live and what the opportunities they have to access the nature and trying to utilize that as part of a stress relieving factor. But hopefully they will find that. And also maybe thinking about, instead of not so much talking about how happy you have to be, but how content can you be with your life? That's beautiful. Well, Helly, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this. I'm excited to see what happens. I want to stay in touch with you and follow up on this because I'm really excited to see where this goes. Sounds great. Thank you for inviting me. That was Helly Mende talking about why Finland is the happiest country on the planet. We'll be talking more about their happiness masterclass in the future. And in the meantime, if you'd like to learn more about Finland and happiness, visit our website at livehappy.com and click on the podcast tab. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.